Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 141. And away we go. Step up to the break. We got MJP and Green Man. It's a brain and championship team. From my land to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up-to-date news on the wrestling scene. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live. Are you ready to rock? So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? From the fans to the fans. Let me hit the crowd. Pop, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. So take a shot. Roman Reigns, the big dog. That song has been stuck in my head all fucking week. Great song. Thank you. Oh, man. I've been driving where people were crazy. What the fuck are you singing? Don't worry about it. But uh, great reaction to the song. Love it. Thank you to everybody reaching out. And uh, well, until the next time. But Green Man's here, as you heard. Green Man. Yeah. How are you doing today? Doing great. Leave, Michael J. Putty. Leave it to the professionals, yeah. please. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Michael J. Putty, we have had quite a week here on A Shot of Wrestling. And right before we even got started, we just came from a wrestling show. Oh, I'm freaking excited. Still not high. Yeah. Um, still a little buzz, still a little drinky, drinky, drinky. Um, but let's start the show the way we normally start our show. That, that's my line. <laughs> this week is a little historic. For the first time, we have two replays because for the first time, there was two pay-per-views, quote-unquote pay-per-views this week. Let's start with Evolution, October 28th, 2018, National Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. In front of our crowd of 10,900, Trish Stratus and Lita defeated Mickey James and Alicia Fox in 11 minutes, 5 seconds. Nia Jax won a 20-woman battle royal for the future championship match by last eliminating Ember Moon in 16 minutes, 10 seconds. Tony Storm defeated Io Shirai in the finals of the 2018 Mae Young Classic in 10 minutes, 20 seconds. Sasha Banks, Bailey, Natalia defeated the Riot Squad in 13 minutes, 10 seconds. Shayna Baszler defeated Kari Zane via submission to win the NXT Women's Championship in 12 minutes, 10 seconds. And in my main event, Becky Lynch defeated Charlotte Flair in the first last woman's standing match to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship in 28 minutes, 40 seconds. And in the main event, Ronda Rousey defeated Nikki Bella by submission to retain the Raw Women's Championship in 14 minutes, 15 seconds. That was Evolution in a nutshell. Did you watch Evolution? I have not watched Evolution yet, no. It's on the big screen here in the studio. Yeah. So far, so good. So far, I'm enjoying it. The women are doing a great job. And at first, when I saw like images of the the actual arena, I, I kind of felt like they were raw because it kind of gave them like a live event kind of a showing to it in the way that they staged it. But looking at it now, I like the intimacy of it. Well, there was a reason for that. Mm. Didn't plan ahead. Okay. There was no way to get the, the uh, ring crew uh, and the stage set up and the lighting set up from Uniondale, New York to North Carolina for Raw. Mm. So they went with the live event feel. Mm. That's why it was more intimate, like you said, more like a live event show because that's what they were using, a live event stages. Ah, I gotcha. But it worked out. I thought it worked out really well for it. I really liked how they dimmed, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but yet they dimmed the lights and shined like this, the ring in a bright blue mm. as they did the introductions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Well, nice little touch. So different. You, you're, well, you're, you have a big production mind um, to pay attention to little things like that. That's what I do best. Yeah. Speaking of evolution. This is my first time seeing Shayna Baszler. Baszler? Baszler. Tomato? No. Tomato? Yeah. She got a sick body, though. She's a beautiful woman. Oh, my God. I never noticed most people looking at her face. I'm sure her girlfriend thinks she's a beautiful woman, too. Lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> Blood Evolution, you know, great night overall for the women's wrestling in general. And uh, hopefully hopefully, there's the next one. Now, if you, this is the first time of you listening to A Shot of Wrestling, thank you for joining us. Um, there's a lot we're going to go over, but one of the reasons a lot of people like coming back to A Shot of Wrestling is because we have a lot of exclusives. Throughout the past two years, we've been able to cultivate some great relationships with a lot of great companies, a lot of great people. Um, and tonight is no different. We are big proponents about wrestling bringing us together. And tonight, we are actually uh, collaborating a little bit with Newsweek. And we have one of the Newsweek reporters who are going to give us a little bit more information. Like the Newsweek? Yeah. The award-winning gonna... <laughs> magazine. <laughs> Who's going to give us a little bit more information on his perspective on evolution. So let's dial him up. Phil Martinez, welcome to A Shot of Wrestling. Yes, yes. You can't see me right now, but I'm bowing. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Great. Glad to be on the show with you guys. 
Thanks for having me. No, it's a pleasure. Now, when we talk about really up close and personal, you work for Newsweek, so you had an all-press pass that allowed you the opportunity to walk that red carpet and talk to many individuals like Stephanie McMahon, like Tony yep. Storm, like Ronda Rousey. I mean, the list goes on and on. How was it? Um, it was an experience. <laughs> I will say that, you know, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little nervous, but um uh... You know, I got there. You know, they showed me around a bit. I got to the red carpet with a bunch of other journals. I think TV Guy was there, uh, Sky Sports and Fox News, I think, was there. But, yeah, it was cool. Then, you know, they just started bringing people in, and it was kind of like a smorgasbord, like a sushi line of just people getting a couple people here and there, a couple of questions, and they got to move along the line. So they had me in my spot, and, you know, my first person was Rhea Ripley. I was really nervous. She's really tall, <laughs> and... She is like the sweetest person. And it's funny because obviously her character is very mean, but she was like so shy and she was holding the UK to NXT UK belt. And uh, yeah, it was crazy because I didn't even know it wasn't even announced. It was like a dark match that she had a match before the show. Yeah. So I didn't even know she was going to defend it on the show at all or whatever the case might be. So it was pretty cool to talk to her. And then, you know, Rhonda, Dana Warrior, I got to speak to. Uh, Maria Menounos, I got to speak to for Lucky a bit. Bitch. Lucky son of a bitch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like my, my colleague said the same thing. He goes, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, wow. "I didn't expect her there, but she was there." Uh, um, Stephanie, I was really nervous to talk to Stephanie, but she was really nice. Damn, who else I got to speak to? I don't even remember. Ronda was cool. I was like the last person I got to speak to. Now we've got and. Enough. We've gotten a yeah. lot of great opportunities on A Shot of Wrestling to talk a lot of, with a lot of great talent and bring them on the show. How did you prepare for this night? Did you have questions ready to go for these individuals or it was just off the cuff? Um, it was mostly off the cuff. I wish, uh, I wish I knew who was going to be there. Like, I guess you could have an like, idea of who will be there, but you don't know really who's going to be there to speak to because there was even people there I didn't get to speak to. Like Sasha was there. Uh, Zelina Vega was on the red carpet. I didn't get to speak to them. But um, The Miz and Maurice was there. I didn't get to speak to them. Ric Flair was there. I didn't get to speak to them. So it was more off the cuff. And it was more like, oh, you want to speak to this person? I'm like, sure. So you just kind of get like those general questions like, oh, how does it feel to be here? Did you ever think there'll be an all-women's pay-per-view? So you get those kind of like general questions. And then hopefully it'll warm them up for something more meatier. Like when I got to speak to Trish, it was easier to talk to her because of her match getting changed with Alexa being hurt. So you got to speak to her about Alexa and if she wanted to face her again. And she was like, yeah, there's more time to face her. I, I might still be around kind of thing. So it's a little bit of combination, but it was definitely more off the cuff. So you, uh, it sounds like you kind of got a little bit of an exclusive knowing that Trish Stratus may be making a more than one-off appearance with the WWE. Yeah. Definitely. It's just, it's, you know, you, you, you try to get those things because they don't always know and they can always tell you what they know. So you just kind of like tailor it in a way for hopefully they'll just let you, you'll give you just enough to be a story, you know, just like with Stephanie, I, I wrote about if she thinks there'll be another one, another evolution. And she was like, yeah, I think if it's successful, it'll be evolution two, a May young three, uh, all women network special show kind of thing, weekly show, whatever. You just try to get them just enough, you know, put their, their guard down, I should say, where they'll just give you just enough to build a story around where people really want to read it. Tell us how you ended up at Evolution. Like, you're at, you were for Newsweek. Did Newsweek tell you about this and tell you to go? Did Newsweek ask you if you wanted to go? Did you tell Newsweek this was happening? Like, how did you end up at Evolution? Well, it's, I've had a little working relationship with the WWE for a few months now. And since they know I'm based in New York... They're like, oh, did you want to come to this or whatever? And I talked to my boss and my boss says, it's fine. And we go and yeah, that's pretty much that. <laughs> it's just like my editor, my boss is pretty uh, cool and lenient about certain things. So he just like, he was like, okay, yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. It's okay to go. So I went and it was kind of on my own time since it was Sunday and that's it. Around the office, are you known as a wrestling fan? Um, I am now. <laughs> so um, how did you get into being a wrestling fan? Definitely my uncle is a big wrestling fan still to this day, and he got me into it. He used to record WrestleManias on video, uh, VHS and show us, me and my brother, when we were growing up. So I became a really big wrestling fan. Ultimate Warrior was my favorite growing up. And, yeah, it just grew from there. I kind of went away for a while, and then I came back with, like, WrestleMania 30, I believe, when Daniel Bryan won the title. Yes, my favorite so, WrestleMania. That's when, yeah, so, and the rest is history, so... I've been keeping up on it these couple of years. 
So I became a really huge wrestling fan from then on out. You just said one of your favorites growing up. Your favorite growing up was Ultimate Warrior. So was a little yeah. kid in you freaking out when you were interviewing Dana Warrior? <laughs> uh, a little bit. It was it was it was pretty cool because like obviously Ultimate Warrior's personality and just his look and the way he you know went about himself was really cool for me as a kid. Um, as I grew a little older, Undertaker kind of became my favorite. But um, it was really cool. It was really an honor to, to to speak to her. And her kids were there. And she was really nice. And she was like, I think she's like the ambassador or like an, an ambassador for the WWE. And so, yeah, something like that. I mean, she was really cool. So, I mean, it was really it was really nice to talk to her, though. It was definitely a good surprise that she was there. And I got to get a couple minutes with her. Cool. So, we talked this about a little bit be- before... We got you on the phone here on the show. But the Northeast scene of professional wrestling and the independent scene is really kicking off. Are you going to start covering uh, not just WWE stuff, but starting to cover more of the talent before they make it to the main stage? Definitely. I'm definitely um, becoming well more well-versed in the indie scene. I have colleagues who are really into that kind of stuff. Um, so I learn from them. Uh, I've been talking... I talked to a few Ring of Honor guys. I've spoken to, I've interviewed Jay Lethal before and Joe Koff, the CEO of uh, Ring of Honor. So definitely trying to get my feet wet in the other promotions for sure. But at the end of the day, we're, we're still Newsweek and it's like more of a general audience who doesn't really know much about wrestling, who really only thinks wrestling is WWE. So trying to get that stigma out there or the stigma away from that is kind of like what I'm trying to do. So, um, definitely, definitely something I'm just, dis- thinking about moving forward because there's definitely a lot going on um in these last these next couple of months especially heading into wrestlemania weekend well 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 wrestlemania weekend is upon us tickets will be going on sale on november 16th the green man's birthday so i'm looking forward to that and i'm looking forward to seeing you at a in an indie show near us very soon so Phil, thank you so much for joining us on A Shot of Wrestling, giving us your first-hand account uh, while you were at Evolution. Did you enjoy the show? Because you also got, I'm sure, great tickets from the E, right? You guys know. Being at the show and watching it from home are two different things. Yeah. And just being there, that, that crowd was hot. Like, that was probably the hottest crowd I've been to. I've been to takeovers, and this crowd was really into the show. And just everything about it was amazing. It might have been my favorite wrestling show from the WWE this year. Wow. Just, it was that good. It was really, really good. It's good to hear. Amazing, Phil. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, and I'm sure we have not heard the last of Phil Martinez from Newsweek. Thank you very much for stopping on by. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys, for having me. Great conversation. One lucky son of a bitch. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't know how he held himself together to be able to talk to all these beautiful women. Like Maria Menudos? <laughs> I was going to say Stephanie McMahon. What? Them two, yeah. Uh, yeah, but Maria Menounos has a special place in your heart, doesn't she? She does. Yeah. For a long, long time, though. She she went to your high school. We talked about that before, yeah. right? Nope. Yeah, we did, but you got me the story wrong. You weren't paying attention as, <laughs> as usual. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, that was Evolution. I think now we could safely say that uh, we've moved on, just like the WWE quickly oh, they moved on. They have <laughs> talked about it for weeks. They didn't care. We're, we're happy. Things are back to normal now. Then they could focus on Crown Jewel. November 2nd, 2018, in the King Saud University Stadium in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. The Saudi Arabia. In the quarterfinals, we had Rey Mysterio defeating Randy Orton, 5 minutes, 30 seconds. The Miz defeating Jeff Hardy in 7 minutes, 5 seconds. Seth Rollins defeated Bobby Lashley. 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 It's catching on. Oh, man, it's It's catching on. 5 minutes, 30 seconds. Dolph Ziggler defeated Kurt Angle in 8 minutes, 10 seconds. Moving on to Barr defeated the New Day to retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships in 10 minutes, 30 seconds. In the semifinals, The Miz defeated Rey Mysterio in 11 minutes, 15 seconds. Dolph Ziggler defeated Seth Rollins in 13 minutes, 5 seconds. AJ Styles defeated Samoa Joe to retain the WWE Championship in 11 minutes, 15 seconds. Brock Lesnar defeated Braun Strowman to win the Vacated Universal Championship in 13 minutes, 15 seconds. Shane McMahon defeated Dolph Ziggler. What? In the finals of the World Cup in 2 minutes, 30 seconds? And in your main event, the Generation X defeated the Brothers of Destruction in 27 minutes, 45 seconds. Like I said last week, I decided to play adult and actually not call out of work, although I was very tempted to. So I have not watched this yet. But Michael J. Petty, I was off. Did you enjoy the show? Luckily, I did enjoy the show. I knew it was coming on, and then I was like, I don't know where. I was like, you know what? Let me just hang out, pour myself a glass of wine in mid-afternoon. 12 o'clock? <laughs> with your son right next to you? <laughs> and watch, yeah, and watch Crown Jewel. And um, I really was enjoying the this tournament this world cup tournament a lot more than i thought i was going to the fact that that um miz versus dolph ziggler 
was the la- was the end of that final to crown the best oh, in man, the I'm world. Oh, man, I'm so excited about The Miz, yeah. I was like, yeah, that man. Like, yeah. This, like, just the match, like you said, the match in general, I'm very interested in it. But like I, I we talked um, before the show, and like I mentioned, like there's no way, like it was booked pre- perfectly because there was no way that they would be able to crown the best in the world and legitimately say that whoever this person won this tournament and carries around this trophy is the best. Because shouldn't the best be their champion? Shouldn't the best be AJ Styles and now I guess Brock Lesnar? Like that's who really should be the best in the world. Going back to my idea last week, they should have crowned the new Universal Champion. But then you're also um, downplaying the WWE champion because you're saying that the Universal Champion is the no, best no, no. It, in the world. It goes without saying, WWE Championship <laughs> is the more superior title of the two. So you think they needed to work hard to put the Absolutely. Universal chi- title over? Absolutely. The cursed Universal title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I read an astute observation on Twitter this afternoon while I was procrastinating at work. Of all the tension going on with Saudi Arabia and the United States, right? For weeks mm-hmm. now. Yep. What better way to start the show mm. than blasting I'm a real American? What? <laughs> <laughs> Great observation. I, didn't, I wouldn't even think about that, but yeah, it's so weird. You've asked me this a couple of times on the show because we're getting into the Hulk Hogan conversation about the WWE. Do you think it's a good time for him to come back? And my response has always been to you, I don't care. Like, I don't care oh. if he comes back. I don't care if he doesn't come back until I actually saw him on my TV. Yes Michael or no? J. Potty, I do not want to see Hulk Hogan really? ever again. Nope, do not. And it wasn't until I saw him back on my TV that I was like, I really don't like you anymore. Like, Because of what happened? Because or just, of you as the person. You don't believe in second chances? Made a mistake? I do believe in second chances, but I also believe that you are who you are. And and, and something like that, you, you could apologize for the mistake of saying the things you said and doing the things you do, but you still did them. It's like kind of like I could forgive, but I can't forget. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. Do not bring Hogan back. He's too old anyway. Well, did you know the crown jewel from Saudi Arabia was the first WWE event since WrestleMania 22 in 2006, our very first WrestleMania, to feature in-ring competition from Kane, The Undertaker, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Rey Mysterio, and Kurt Angle all at once. Wow. Random fact by WWE Stats on Twitter. Since our first WrestleMania. That's the first WrestleMania we've ever been yeah, to. Absolutely. Did you also notice the cross of Rey Mysterio's mask was missing? Oh, why? They're in a Muslim country. Interesting. Very interesting. That was like, what? It's so Small weird. Small little details. Yeah, people pick up on that stuff. Yeah. And the breaking news from Saudi Arabia is Triple H is now going to require surgery for a torn pectoral muscle. Yeah. That sucks. You're going to miss significant time. Yeah, get well soon. Another big story uh, coming out from, from that event was Renee Young. Also, yeah. being a female commentator, being don't know how that worked. The whole show, good for her. Yeah, any little bit helps. So at least one woman was featured nicely. What do you think of the show overall? I haven't watched it yet. Overall, I thought it was, it was really good. It went faster than expected. I thought it was going to drag out a little bit, but it didn't. It was um, it four hours long? The full four hours? Yeah, it, it was. It was a solid four, and it, it thought it went really well. Um, the match between um, the icons at the end, closing out the show, uh, Brothers of Destruction versus DX, was a typical older guy kind of match. Um, you saw all their best moves, which was great. Um, but I also feel like I've seen that match before. It probably did. You know, last twenty five years. Yeah, like I. It's well, it was the, the first time <laughs> they were going together. They were doing it together, yeah. but it was literally there the same dynamic. And you know, there was been plenty of times and many speculations between the Undertaker going up against these younger guys and not looking like he's he could hang with them. Undertaker could hang with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. I think Triple H and Shawn Michaels make the Undertaker look really good. And no offense, I love you, bro, Kane. I don't want to see you for a while now. Do your job as mayor. You did your thing. You got your money for the city. Focus on lead that city and do your job, right? My minority here. I agree. Uh, my 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 opinions about Kane not being around is something pretty stupid, but I'll share it with you. Um, because he's mayor, does he? Does that mean he can't shave his chest to be Kane? I don't know. I it's noticed. the weirdest thing. It's like he has this weird little like um, Austin Powers chest growth that peeks through his his tights, and I'm like, is it because you're mayor? Is this part of your new gimmick? What's going on? See, I noticed Rey Mysterio was missing the cross on his mask. You know his men's chest hair. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of men's chest hair, uh, one of my chest hairs actually turned gray the other day. Oh, the only one? Yeah. Okay. Getting old. Easy spot, right? (laughs) 
All right, so let's move on. You mentioned earlier, we're coming back from the ICW, I think Impact Championship Wrestling, right? Yeah. We got back on the high. Well, I'm still getting hung over by all, all the drinks I had over there. Oh, it was such a great time. It was amazing. A great time. You're recovering with drinking Gatorade and water because you're great chest hairs. I'm still drinking because I'm a man. <laughs> It was so our good. Our first, no, our second ICW event. Yes. Our oh, it was, it was like full circle. It was like full circle and I didn't even notice until I got there. And I think that's just one of the things in wrestling that, you know, we talk about telling the story, like this really completed its story for me. And if you want to hear what I'm talking about, tune into this. Tune into what? This. Danny DeMonto, there's a great moment that I need to talk to you about. Okay. My first ever independent wrestling show was ICW. It was the night that you were supposed to face Shane Douglas. Oh, wow. (laughs) But unfortunately, that did not happen. My first ever independent wrestling show. That popped the cherry. Tonight, I get to see you versus Shane Douglas in that ring. Awesome. For me, it was freaking incredible. How did it feel for you? Well, I mean, I've been a professional wrestler for 18 years now. Um, And before I was a wrestler... Uh, you know, I had a bucket list, and number one on that bucket list before I was ever a wrestler was Shane Douglas. He was my all-time favorite wrestler of all time, and, you know, it took me 18 years to cross him off, and tonight I did in ICW. It's amazing. It's truly a full-circle moment for us. Now, there's a lot of things going on with Danny DeMonto in 2019. A couple of things. We're also talking about Joy Janela's Spring Break, which sold out in three minutes. Three and a half. <laughs> but who's counting? How does it feel? That felt very good. But Bloodsport tickets are still available. So Sell that shit out. Yeah. Well, little shot of uh, wrestling exclusive. When we make the first announcement, the tickets are going to disappear instantly. And then my inbox is going to blow up, and everybody's going to say, Damn, man, I didn't know you booked. Oh, you're not going to tell us tonight? No, I can't do that. But it's a big one. Yeah, and I think that we're doing pretty good when we say it's a big one. Well, listen, anybody anybody who follows GCW on all forms of social media knows you guys are not full of empty promises. When you say you're going to deliver on an exclusive and when you say something's big, it's coming. Something big is coming. There's uh, a lot of big coming. Oh. WrestleMania weekend is going to be owned by GCW. Stand by. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Danny DeMonto. Tonight it's like full circle for me, man. I'm loving it. Thank you, brother. So, yeah, Michael J. Putty, could you believe it? The first show that we were at. Danny DeMonto. Yeah, no. Against Shane Douglas. And I tonight remember, we actually got to see it. I remember that night very vividly because going through, uh, I think my grandmother just died or something like that. You took, you took yeah, me out. Yeah, you're right. So I remember we're sitting ringside in the corner mm-hmm. and this guy comes out in a wheelchair. What's this guy? You don't know who he is. And yeah. he's like, he's talking about his like, career might be over. And yeah. like, I'm like, okay. And then I see him at some show, I think maybe BCW show or maybe an HOG show, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shit, that was the guy. Then I totally forgot about it until tonight when you mentioned it. I'm like, yeah, that was the guy. Danny DeMonto. Danny DeMonto was the what guy a gr- in the wheelchair. Well, speaking of, of Danny DeMonto, you know, Danny DeMonto. Danny DeMonto. Let's see one more time. <laughs> uh, when you dialed it up, 619-343-3005, um, the first interview that he ever did when he was making his comeback was f- with A Shot of Wrestling. So we do. our journey with Danny goes a long way. Our, we're deeply rooted in to what will be going on in WrestleMania weekend with GCW. He let some information go through. So if I were you, if I were a GCW loyalist, I would follow suit. And I would buy those tickets to Bloodsport because once that announcement is made, I know who it is. That motherfucker is going to sell out. So get ready, y'all. It's going to get real. We also caught up with a, a good friend of the show. Pinky Sanchez was there. I haven't seen him in a while. Dude, like this whole show, unbeknownst to me, has so much shot of wrestling like love in it. Like it's amazing. 
we were hanging out with the Boulevard Bullies for a little bit, catching up with them. But like you mentioned, Picky Sanchez has a nice little story um, that we have with him. He's a big part of the be- the humble beginnings of a shot of wrestling. So let's listen to that. I can't believe it. It's like a homecoming. We saw Shane Douglas versus Danny DeMonto. But now the first ever wrestler, whoever to wear a shot of wrestling t-shirt is here. Pinky Sanchez. How you doing? I'm feeling as good as I can feel right now. I mean, it wasn't the best match for you this evening. Homicide took it to you. But he took it to me. I'm not going to front. I had a little fun until I took the cop killer. Yeah, it happens. (laughs) It happens. Homicide's a great competitor, but it's been a while since we've seen you in the New York City area. What have you been up to since the last time we saw you? I've been traveling. Over to Rhode Island, I've been going up to uh, Rhode Island for wrestling hazard tomorrow. Wrestling over there, returning to the Fet Music Hall, loving life. Uh, heading back up to Canada, did fighting back this summer. Going back to uh, Interspecies Wrestling, which is coming down WrestleMania weekend. Wow. In March. Awesome. Also going to be at uh, International Wrestling Syndicate. That's also coming down for the collective with GCW and, all, awesome. and all the other people. And you know, Shadow uh, Wrestling's going to participate in that GCW collective. But let's talk a little bit sooner rather than later. Next week at BCW. Yeah, Recombination Wrestling <laughs> making the big return. We talk about debuts at BCW, but this week coming up, the return. The return of the Mac. The return of the Pinkster. That's right. I, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but uh, this is going up someone's ass. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. There's no empty promises here, like uh, <laughs> Paul Heyman would say. This is a spoiler. This is a spoiler. Piggy Sanchez is going to take his shoe and stick it straight up someone's ass. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe, uh, uh, Eric Jaden. Maybe uh, Glacier's going to be there next yeah. week. You should put it straight up Glacier's ass. Maybe I'm going to throw some, some salt on Glacier, melt him, and then stick my foot right up his slushy ass. That's yeah. right. We're making slushies next week. Yeah. November 9th, yeah, Recombination right. Wrestling. Piggy Sanchez, Green Man. See you next week, baby. And there it is. From humble beginnings with our, the first wrestler to ever wear a Shotter Wrestling t-shirt to where we are today it's really amazing thank you everybody for your support thank you for continuing to follow us on this great journey where we have no idea where it's going to go to next you know but we are beyond grateful for all the connections we continue to make all the people we continue to meet and like i said before we strongly believe that wrestling brings us together and we are always amazed at how true that phrase is uh so you know a little behind the scenes here a little easter egg for you we posted a picture, I think, of him wearing our shirt in the ring. Yeah. Not, he was unbeknownst to him, unbeknownst to anybody else, it, it was a woman's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the last shirt we had left, he's like, oh, give me a shirt. And you, you threw him one. I don't know if yeah. you knew at the time or just threw him whatever shirt you so had. He was just so cool. He was and just And like, he put yeah, it on. Like, that's, a, that's a woman's shirt. Like, you going to tell him? I'm going to tell him. You're going to tell him? Fit like a glove. Perfect. Hey, it fit him well. If anybody could could wear that uh, that women's small, Piggy Sanchez Made it look good. Another good friend of ours we met at the ICW event was Big Cuzzo. Oh, I love Big Cuzzo. Uh, Big Cuzzo talked to us at the Impact and Bound for Glory tapings. Mm-hmm. Told me about his in-ring career and how he was just getting off of the ground. Mm-hmm. And he told me he had a show October 27th. Yeah, I definitely go. You know, definitely support Cuzzo. I got a text Saturday morning saying, hey, bro, hope you still can swing by. Where? Where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> You know me? I'm a man of my word. So I went to my first FTW, FTW show, show because it was dominated in the ring like he always does because it was the man. So great catching up with him again. And uh, keep him on your radar because it was awesome. Met Rage, Wes Draven, Candy Cartwright was there. Hey, your girl, Candy. Hopefully, uh just the beginning of our relationship with FTW. Hopefully, more things to come. The return of Ace Andrews also to that FTW oh, man. show. What happened there? Oh, man. I did not expect him to be back. A good friend of the show. Gabe Sky defended his Gen X title, and at the end, successfully, by the way, at the end, Ace Andrews comes out of nowhere and kicks his ass. Mm. He wants his title back. Mm-hmm. Now, words have been exchanged between Ace Andrews, Gabriel Sky, and FTW champion Rage. Go check it out on my Instagram feed, at Michael J. Putty. 
This shit going down. Shit's going down. Looking forward to the next FTW event here in the Tri-State area. You know, FTW actually runs really close by me on some shows. Um, there's a church, I would say, like maybe a five-minute walk from my uh, apartment. So definitely more than happy to check it out anytime it's there. Uh, Sacred Heart is where it is. Really? Sacred Heart, yep. Last week was at the Elks Lodge. Good being back home at the Elks Lodge. Mm. The bartender remembered us. That's just where we've been. Yeah. And the champion, Rage, and his best friend who just turned on them that night, Wes Draven, never met them before, never even heard of them before. They knew about us. Oh. I heard about you guys. Yeah. So maybe they'll be in a future episode of A Shot of Wrestling. Stay tuned. That was my weekend. FTW, ICW, every letter in the alphabet. <laughs> Fantastic. Indie wrestling is where it's at, my friend. It really is. It really is. And, you know, podcasts like the new medium. Is it new media? We're, it's, up to, it's up to us to spread the news of indie wrestling. And hopefully we'll keep that more in the next coming episodes. Was, was, I'm sorry, was that your line? No, that was great. Thank you, sir. That was nicely said. I totally agree. Uh, Green Man, thanks for being here. You stick around for the news? You got something to do? You got somewhere to go? No, there's a lot of things to do. We're approaching the end of the year for A Shot of Wrestling. Uh, we're looking to get new merch coming out very soon. Uh, there's a few phone calls and a few emails that I got sent out, so I'm heading back to the office. You have the full show under control. It was, As always. It was great starting the night with you at ICW, now, are man. You... This is awesome. This is what we should do every time. We should go to an indie show and then do a podcast. Are you going to go back to your office to make phone calls, or are you going to stink downstairs to do fucking karaoke? Mike the bartender yeah, told you yeah, last yeah, time yeah he did he told me told every fucking time alright so uh, I guess you know where I'll be it's in the news with Michael J. Putty alright folks we'll get right into it the Wrestling Observer Newsletter is reporting that Impact is still very high in Austin Aries and the feeling is that while he's currently not under contract that he will return sooner rather than later he had a big Twitter feud with Johnny Impact involving his wife which Johnny Impact didn't like. That wasn't planned. Management was not happy about that as well. They don't want people working angles that they don't approve of personally themselves. But since it received TMZ coverage and mainstream media coverage, of course, Impact was very happy about it. Loved the free publicity. So they're still high in Austin Aries, even though he just cursed Don Callis out and you know, pretty much flipped everybody off. They want him back. And it's probably going to happen sooner rather than later. In other news, it's being reported that New Japan Pro Wrestling is interested in possibly signing a few current WWE superstars once their contracts expire. No names were mentioned in the report, but New Japan is prepared to offer deals that would be quite enticing for the talents. So no names have been mentioned, but apparently they have offered these people a lot more money for a lot less dates, which is very surprising. I guess they're going on the name power alone, but they're willing to pay big bucks, much like they did with Chris Jericho. Who do you want to see go over to New Japan Pro Wrestling? Let us know. Inbox, ShadowWrestling.com or our social medias. I think some of the names being thrown around are Finn Balor, Chasekick Nakamura, just to name a few. I won't be sad to see those guys go, but we'll be following the story very closely, and we'll keep you updated. In other news, WWE officials have been building up Roman Reigns for the new face of the WWE for you know quite some time now. Now, although they still have big stars like Brock Lesnar, The Undertaker, Triple H, John Cena, you know, those are part-time guys now, and Reigns was considered you know the top full-time worker on the entire roster. Well, in the wake of his leukemia diagnosis, they are currently left without a top superstar to be the quote-unquote you know, face of the company. Well, according to sports journalist Brad Shepard, a source within the WWE has informed him personally that WWE officials currently view Raw Women's Champion Rowdy Ronda Rousey as being the biggest draw of the entire full-time roster. <sighs> that sucks. Which is like a couple of matches on TV? <sighs> I see everybody wearing her shirts in the crowd, so I guess hard to argue with that. But speaking of Ronda Rousey, she has been ranked the number one women's wrestler in the world according to Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Now, on a side note, like I mentioned just earlier, Ronda Rousey only worked 10 matches during their evaluation period, which goes from October 1st to September 30th. So between October 1st, 2017 and October 30th, 2018, she only wrestled 10 matches. And that was enough for her to be placed at the number one spot. <sighs> Pro Wrestling Illustrated senior writer Dan Murphy said in a statement, and I quote, Ronda's success in such a short period of time is absolutely unprecedented. She has become one of the biggest stars in WWE, male or female, and is setting new standards for excellence in the women's division. When it comes to a ranking criteria of championships, one, quality of opposition, technical proficiency, one loss record, and promotional push, she is unmatched. Ronda was an easy pick for us as number one. Really? Really, though? Ronda released a statement saying, and I quote, Wow, it's an absolute honor. I really don't know how to react to that. I really appreciate it. I don't, I don't know how much I deserve it, but wow. Yeah, you don't. You don't deserve it. So many more... Ugh. And Becky Lynch was number 11? <sighs> Whatever. Becky Lynch replied back on Twitter about that, saying, the only way I could be ranked number 11 is on a scale from 1 to 10 of how hot Becky Lynch is right now. That's how you clap back. 
I'm assuming Becky Lynch will be a lot higher next year. Jesus. Ronda Rousey number one? That's insane. In other news, JBL recently appeared on Busted Open Radio where he talked about heels in wrestling. Some of the best heels ever in his opinion were, and I quote, I think Piper to me was the greatest heel of all time, most likely. I think now with that being said, in mainstream, I think Fit Finley was the best heel I've ever seen and there's no question about that. Fit Finley was in Europe for 20-something straight years of the same town, same territories, and he was still the top guy when he left. I don't think people realize how good Fit Finley was. He was the best heel and probably the best worker I had ever seen. High praise coming from JBL, the wrestling god himself. What about currently? And I quote, look, I think Randy Orton, he has obviously been around a long time, but I think Randy Orton can be a terrific heel. I think the Miz can be a terrific heel as well. Miz enjoys being a heel. I think he's actually very good at it. People look at him and want to hate him. That's what you want. Someone mentioned to me at Fox, what a wonderful guy, but on air, he comes across as a guy you just want to punch in the face. That is what a heel is. You remember JBL, but she's a shit on the Miz? When the Miz debuted backstage, you hear all those stories. So just shows you what a worker Miz is. He went over JBL. Now, you know some of my heels. I can go on and on about it. What are your heels? I asked you guys online. Some of you have pretty much had a lot of the same answers. But here are the top three. JC83, Flair, DiBiase, and Siampa. Wow, okay. Of all time, really? Siampa? I know his work, so I'll take your word for it. Corey36 said, Randy Savage, Shawn Michaels, Punk, and now currently Dean Ambrose. And Z Wayhab said, Randy Savage, Kurt Angle, and the King of Kings, Triple H. All good names. DiBiase Flair, of course. Shawn Michaels, CM Punk, and Dean Ambrose currently, yeah. Looking forward to see where he goes on this heel run. Should be exciting. In other news, current Ring of Honor wrestling champion Jay Lethal is now the second longest reigning world champion in Ring of Honor history. Between his two reigns, he has held the championship for 546 days as of this recording, surpassing Nigel McGuinness with a total of 545 days. Who's number one, you ask? Samoa Joe. He was the only man who has held the championship longer. Joe held the championship for a total of 645 days during his single reign that lasted from March 22nd, 2003 until December 26th, 2004. 15 years ago, started that reign. That's crazy. No one has come close to beating it. Although, Jay Lethal is pretty close. He's 100 days away, less than 100 days away. So, he'd be updated. But speaking of championships, AJ Styles has now reached a new milestone in his historic run as WWE champion. He has now made it to the top 10 longest reign champions of all time. He currently stands at 300, I think, 62 days. Number one, of course, is Bruno Sammartino. 2,803 days. Bob Backlund is number two with 2,135 days. Hulk Hogan is number three with 1,474 days. Number four is Bruno Sammartino again with another reign of 1,237 days. Number five, Pedro Morales with 1,027 days. Top five is never going to be broken again. I mean, there's no way in this current era of professional wrestling you're going to have a champion with, for 1,000 days. God forbid, 2,800 days? Bruno Sammartino, Bob Backlund, Hulk Hogan, Bruno Sammartino, and Pedro Morales are ensconched in the top five forever. Those records will never be broken. Number six, though, is CM Punk with 434 days. AJ Styles is right behind Hulk Hogan with 364 days, which means he's going to break that in a matter of days. Probably by the time this thing posts, he would move to the number nine slot, which means number eight on that list would be 371 days by Randy Macho Man Savage. John Cena's number seven with 381 days. So just in a matter of days, AJ Styles moving to number seven on this list. I think I mentioned about it months ago. I think around the Great Royal Rumble. Just give AJ the run. Let him pass CM Punk. CM Punk disrespect you guys. CM Punk doesn't care about the WWE Universe. CM Punk doesn't care about his fans. CM Punk doesn't care about records or titles or anything. AJ Styles is your workhorse. AJ Styles is the man right now. Let him ride the wave. Let him ride the wave for 434 days until he passes CM Punk. Looking forward to it. And finally, let's end on some happy news. Could you use some happy news in this shitty, shitty time we're living in right now? Former W Superstar and three-time, three-time, three-time Impact Wrestling Knockouts Champion, my girl Brooke Adams, known as Brooke Tessmacher in Impact. Welcome to their second child this week. She posted on Twitter, Welcome to the world, my little angel, Phoenix Presley Lee Piper. See that three times fast. Phoenix Presley Lee Piper. Phoenix Presley Lee Piper. Phoenix Presley Lee Piper. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. October 31st, 2018, 4.45 a.m., 7 pounds, 15 ounces, at 19 and 3 fourths inches long. Why do we care about inches? Baby-wise, I should say. Why do we care how long a baby is? I never got that. Weight, okay. But length? Okay, I mean, whatever. Baby's gonna grow, right? Ugh. But big congratulations to her and her family. But damn, she looked really good. Even right after giving birth, she still got it. Beautiful, beautiful woman. Follow her on Instagram and Twitter. You can see all the pictures of the beautiful baby. That's the news this week. Let's get in some cheers and heels. A shot of wrestling quickness. Cheers. And he...
folks, Mark the bartender just texted me. Green Man is not in his office. Green Man is downstairs in the bar. Getting ready to sing karaoke again. Knew it. Called him out on it. Oh, should never let him left. Let him stay down there. Asshole. That's just a pretty, pretty historic week here. For the first time, I think, in history, both Raw and SmackDown were fallout shows from a pay-per-view, but yet also go-home shows for a pay-per-view. Let's get right into it. Raw. going to heal Michael Coles. He said, and I quote, the AOP have been unstoppable since joining with Drake Maverick. Um, weren't they stoppable before that? You know, Drake Maverick has done nothing for them. I like Drake Maverick. I was excited to see where this goes, but he's literally done nothing until they were unstoppable before him, and they'll be fine. Nothing has changed when Drake Maverick joined the team of AOP, so don't know what Michael Cole's talking about. Another nitpick I got to heal about was Seth Rollins said that if Dean Ambrose didn't come down the stairs and get into the ring to answer his questions, he would climb up the stairs and kick his ass. Yet, he didn't do anything. He got out of the ring, went towards the uh, barricade, and then just went back. Didn't do anything. He's not a man of his word, apparently. But, uh, you know, that's what I got for Raw. Raw was kind of boring. Very boring this week. Didn't do anything to advance any storylines or characters or rivalries. Very underwhelming. Very hard. Painful to watch. But however, no, it wasn't SmackDown. Cheers, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship match, which started the show. Great match, you know, to be expected. What else do you expect from these two guys? Great way to start off SmackDown. Big cheers to the New Day, dressing up as The Brood. Great throwback. I'm pretty sure most of the audience watching that had no clue who they were, but us old guys did, and we appreciate it. Good job. And they pulled it off very well. Uh, cheers, apparently Carmella now raps too. She joins him with R-Truth to rap along with him. All right, I'll, I'm, I'm buying it. I'll take it. Oh, shit, I totally forgot. Cheesecake Nakamura over the U.S. champion. What a waste. Not his fault, but he had nothing with it. He what, had one match against Randy Orton or something and did nothing? Oh, man, the U.S. championship is going to waste. Give it to The Miz. He'll restore it to prominence like he did with the IC title. And I hate to sound like a broken record, folks, but I got cheers Becky Lynch's promo. Another great week for her. She is crushing it right now in her current role. Love the new shirt, The Man. I guess it plays off the Ric Flair saying, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And she beat the man. So, loving me some Becky Lynch right now. Overall, great SmackDown. Very entertaining. The main event was good. The tag teams, all four men, were vying for the SmackDown side of the crown jewel. SmackDown was very entertaining. Very, very different than Raw. Here we go, folks. Night one of Ultima Lucha Cuatro for Lucha Underground. I don't have any cheers. I don't really have any heels. I mean, it's all cheers. I'm, I'm cheersing night one with the Trios Championship Elimination match. That was insane. They followed out with Taya Mundo versus Ricky Mundo. That match was crazy. And in your main event, you had Son of Havoc versus Killshot in the mask versus mask match. That match was unbelievably awesome to watch. Night one was like total nonstop action. I cannot wait for night two. Don't know how they're going to squeeze all those matches left in an hour, but they're not. Just found out it's two hours. So Wednesday night, I'll be on my couch from 8 to 10. Please do not disturb me. Please do not call me, green man. I'm going to watch Ultima Lucha Cuatro. Night two, season finale of Lucha Underground. Amen. Oh, can't wait for that. You have nothing to watch this Wednesday. Check out Ultima Lucha Cuatro, night dos. Trust me, you will not be disappointed, even if you only watch for like 10 minutes. Now we go over to Impact. So I had plans Thursday night. I caught up with an old friend of mine. Haven't seen him in a couple of years, so there's a lot of talk about. Great catching up with him. Good friend of mine. But, uh, you know, not for nothing, your boy at Mugs Your Party is kind of a genius. Right? I'm, I'm very smart. And at 10 o'clock, you know, I watch Impact on my phone, brought it up on my phone, wait for it to start, press pause on my phone. All right? Made sure my phone never turned off. My phone was on the entire time with impact, paused at the very beginning, waiting, ready to go for when my friend leaves. So eventually my friend left. He left around 1130. I'm like, fuck. I gotta watch this two-hour show. Probably won't get back to bed for a while. But you know, do what you gotta do. You gotta make sacrifices when you're host of a podcast. So I hit play. Well, when I hit play, since it's a live stream, I was brought back to the live point of the show, which means I was watching impact from 1130 and missed the three-fourths of the show. Oh, man. So pissed. I was so proud of myself. So cocky. Got like, all right, I'm the man. I'm a genius. And uh, utter, complete failure. But from the half hour I did watch was fantastic. You know, started off with Allie in the mirror, freaking out. She's seeing things, hearing things. Told you a couple weeks ago, I'm very excited to see how this progression of her character goes along the next couple weeks. I mean, Allie's right now one of the must things to watch on Impact Wrestling. But in your main event, it was Homicide versus Pentagon Jr. Big thumbs up, man. I didn't really remember watching this match. Maybe I was too busy smoozing. I was too busy, you know. Making connections, hanging out with people, making friends, of course, drinking. So I remember these guys coming up, but I don't remember watching this match. Too busy talking, engaging in conversation. But apparently I was there in person to watch this awesome match. Very happy he played back. Fun match to watch. Impact for the 27 minutes I watched was great. I can't imagine what I missed. You had the Impact Knockouts Championship. Tessa Blanchard versus Taya Valkyrie. That match was awesome. I remember that match. That was a match I wanted to see. But man, just so pissed. <sighs> what a complete failure. <laughs> But anyway, I'll be back next week. Let's get into some ratings. 
This week's Raw drew 2.472 million, which is down 3% from last week's 2.548 million. Raw was number 10 for the night in viewership on cable for the second week in a row. You had Monday Night Football, the kickoff show, Sports Center at midnight, and then Fox News. Raw was number four in the 18 to 49 demographic this week, behind the NFL, Sports Center, and Monday Night Kickoff Show. SmackDown this week drew 2.110 million, which is up 1% from last week's 2.807. SmackDown was number nine in viewership for the night, behind cable news. SmackDown was number one in the 18 to 49 demographic for the second week in a row. So good job to SmackDown. Impact this week drew 105,000, which is up 7% from last week's 98,000. This was the second viewership for Impact in the 10 p.m. time slot. Impact was the second highest rated show on Pop TV for the night. Let's give some good news here. Right behind Young and the Restless, replay at 7 p.m., which drew an average of 310,000 viewers. This was Impact ranked 147 on the cable top 150. Last week's show ranked 140. So once again, this dichotomy for Impact. When the ratings go up, their ranking goes down. When the viewers go down, their ranking goes up each and every time. It's weird. But that's your ratings this week. So once again, in conclusion, outside of Raw, great week of wrestling. So looking forward to next week, man. Let's get into some go-home thoughts. First things first, this Tuesday is Election Day. So make sure you go out there and vote no matter who you're voting for. Get out. Make your voice be heard. Go out and vote. But uh, moving on. Next weekend is BCW's A Cold Night in Hell. You're still doing the show? Yeah. Hey, what's up, dude? Okay, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, don't. What's up, Michael J., buddy? How are your phone calls? (laughs) Um... So, long story short, you didn't make any um, I didn't make any phone calls, but um, I, I had a song, and I put another one because I figured you may have been done by now. So, I have In The End. We're up on deck, so we have a few minutes. I can spend a few more minutes up here with you. Um, uh-huh. Mike's going to text me when our song comes up. So, right. Stop moving the microphone. You cool with that? Do you have any go-home thoughts? You want to talk about BCW? Oh, BCW. BCW's great. I love BCW. Yeah, um, I, we know that. <laughs> Um, it's going to be a great show. Yeah. You- a cold night in hell. Love saying that. Cold day in hell. No. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Well, I'm, I'm going at night. Yeah, so it would make sense. A cold night in hell. Yeah. Yeah. But it's because Glacier, you know, WW, WCW Glacier will be. You're so fucking drunk. <laughs> it's great. You're so drunk. It's great. It's a great time to be alive, man. Yeah. It's so How are you getting home? You driving home? Um, Crash at my house again? Uh, karaoke tonight, baby. <clears throat> but while we're talking, actually, while we're talking about BCW, you know who we need to talk to? There's going to be this big wedding happening. So let's get Sean and Jen on the phone and let's get their perspective of going into BCW. How does that sound? I don't know who Sean and Jen are. Dial them up. Six foot. No, what's their number here? Let me give you their number. You're so drunk. Give me your fucking phone. Okay. Thankfully, you just called them earlier tonight. Here we go. Put the number in the system. Sean and Jen, welcome to a shot of wrestling. Oh, this is awesome, guys! I, I, it, it is a very, it's going to be a very special day on November the 9th at the Saint Helena's um, establishment because you guys are getting married. That's big. That's huge. I remember yeah, Macho really Man excited. Randy Savage getting married to Miss yeah. Elizabeth. That's just as big. That is actually the homage I was kind of trying to pay, and it's. It's funny how this all happened because that was something I saw in my childhood when I was seven years old. Wow. So how did you guys get together? How did you guys meet? So we met on OkCupid on the internet and Sean messaged me first. Oh oh yeah. I I messaged her first. It was about two years ago, November 2016. I took a chance. I saw this very beautiful redhead and I noticed she liked wrestling in a profile and I wrote this you know, I wasn't usually using online dating too much, but I was like, let me just take a chance with, with this one when I signed into OkCupid. And I logged in like a week later. I didn't get a response. I kept logging in like for weeks. I didn't hear anything back. And I was like, all right, I took the chance. This is unfortunate, but all right. And then all of a sudden, about a month after I sent that message, she got back to me because she didn't use her account whatsoever. And, you know, in- intrigued in my message to her. So I was like, oh, my God, I got this response back from this beautiful woman now. This is great. Yeah, it w- and I think our first conversation was about wrestling. So I think, like, <laughs> our first questions back and forth to one another were, like, who's your favorite wrestler? So it was from the very beginning we were talking about wrestling. And she noticed my uh, cosplay as Daniel Bryan um, from, like, Comic-Con. <laughs> that was definitely a plus. I was definitely intrigued. It that was definitely like, okay, I have to talk to this person. So I guess I have to thank Daniel Bryan 
for helping this get started together. Well, looking to the future, there's a lot of great names that are coming to BCW on November 9th, and we're kicking it off with your wedding. How did you get... Who, how did uh, you propose, Sean? Fill us in on the details on that. <laughs> well, actually, how I proposed, um, I actually did something kind of corny, but it worked. I did two magic tricks. Um, I did a card trick that was irrelevant, almost <laughs> as a distraction. And then I used this balloon trick that I popped out the ring. Um, so that's how I proposed, like in, in the little corny, little magic setup that it worked. It was sweet. It was very sweet. But but the but the thing is, you know who actually decided to get married in a wrestling ring? Who? This was Jen's idea. It was my idea. Really? It just hit me all of a sudden. And at the time, we weren't living together, and we would usually just text one another. But I was like, I need you to call me because I need to talk to you about something. And we had to talk about getting married at a wrestling show. Um, and, and I thought of BCW right away. That was the promotion we wanted to go with. I always wanted to do something like this, but I didn't bring it up because I thought maybe it would be too subjective to somebody. And I know even though Jen is a huge wrestling fan, I thought maybe she wanted to perhaps do something else. So I was kind of teetering on what to do for our wedding. When she brought that up, I was thinking, oh, wow, she's really like digging deep into like my past of loving wrestling for like 30 plus years. And this is this is obviously something that my perfect partner has come up with. And it all makes sense. And this was just beautiful to happen. And I think, though, for us, like wrestling is something that we do, you know, almost every week. It's, you know, where we gather with friends, where we see, you know, art and performers that we love. So it just made sense for us. You know, I, I feel like wrestling means something else to us. Like it kind of transcends a lot of things. So and our relationship kind of grew up around wrestling. You know, we would go to wrestling shows and you know, every show we would be a little bit closer, know more about one another. So um, I think that it was really wrapped up with our relationship with one another, but also, you know, our friends, too. It was really, I think, um, a place of love and friendship for us, you know, um, going to independent wrestling shows. I love that. I love that. Well said. Your friends are yeah, one we... thing. Like, what does your sure. family think about you guys getting re- married in a wrestling ring? <laughs> <laughs> no, my parents visiting their children getting married in a big fancy hall or a big church. You're getting married in a wrestling ring. Yeah, um, my parents were, were, my mom especially was hoping we do something a little more traditional. Yeah. Um, and mentioned that some relatives would probably be a little opposed or would, wouldn't be able to make it because they wouldn't, they don't know if they can withstand being. The intensity. In, in a, you know, in a place where they're going to be watching wrestling. For a long period of time, um, well, you know, of course they don't get it, um, but, <laughs> but 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 a lot of them should understand too. This is something that will be different because it's not every day and not so often that's that a couple gets married in a wrestling ring. But they grew and learned to understand our passion and our idea of wanting to do something unique and something that is fitting for the both of us. So they they accepted it. The ones that were a little like um, incredulous to like. Well, you sure you want to do this in the wrestling ring? Why don't you go to a nice little little fancy venue and, and get catering and dress up very nice and have everyone dress up? And we're like, no, we want to do something fun and memorable. Yeah, and my family was actually okay with it. So cool. Yeah, they were accepting of it. I don't I don't even think they that it surprised them. So <laughs> You've been watching wrestling your whole life, you said, right? Oh I have for about like thirty one years actually, since like nineteen eighty seven. So do you know that wrestling weddings don't normally end happily ever after, right? You know, <laughs> you know how this is going to play out, right? I never thought you know, of that. I, I, oh, I, I know gosh. there's always something that might go down, but perhaps this will be the first one that will be something that will end perfectly or will be something that will be uninterrupted. Okay. <laughs> Michael J. Putty, you are a genius. You know what? I never thought about it. I, God bless you guys. Um, and I'm going to hope for the best. But uh, it also feels like, uh, speaking about the wedding, you guys probably already got the honeymoon out of the way because you guys just got back <laughs> from the Chris Jericho cruise. How was that? Yeah, we did the Jericho cruise. Um, so, awesome. of course, yeah, I know Jennifer mentioned this too. Like, we do base, we have based a lot on a, a relationship, you know, through time spending at wrestling events. And we have over the years, last two years, like, we'd go to about like 10 events, like at, 
a month about, I'd say. Maybe more sometimes, sometimes more. Um, we also based a lot of vacations on wrestling. Um, so this one was something that was remarkable because it's been like 20 plus years since like a wrestling cruise ship. But I think this is the first time that a wrestling cruise ship had a wrestling ring with wrestling taking place on a cruise ship. Yeah. There was just this air of excitement throughout the whole cruise, you know, that Chris Jericho was really trying to do something new for the fans. I mean, I thought just the vibe was really good. And that's something that, like, you can't make happen. It just has to be true and genuine. And that's one thing I'll say about the cruise is, you know, it just had a good feeling when you were there. Yeah, It was like a community. Like, it was almost as if, like, everyone there was attending a camp together. Like, you'd go into the elevator, and, like, Pat Patterson was there, and, like, you'd go down the stairs, you'd see some Ring of Honor guys, and, like, they just, like, nod and shake your hand and tap you on the back. It was just like you'd run into everyone all over the place. It was like camp. <laughs> <laughs> and you made it back to land. And now that yeah. we're back on land, we have a saying on the show, and I think it doesn't ring any truer than in this conversation, but wrestling brings us together it's bringing you together and the way that you're sharing you know your conversation with us i totally get that wrestling brings people together more now so talking to you guys and on november 9th we are bringing the best together for you guys at this wedding because it's got it's headlined by glacier who's going to be going one-on-one with eric jaden and this sexy sane squad which i don't even know how that's gonna how they're gonna hold them at bay but there's a lot of other great names and a lot of other great people who will be participating in this event um are there any um big names that you're interested the most as the first couple of bcw Absolutely. I mean, there are a bunch. Um, And one thing I think that's going to be really exciting about this show, you know, we have many friends and family coming in who have never been to a wrestling show. But what's exciting to us about this show is that there are so many wrestlers that really represents the different areas of wrestling, types of wrestling, so that, you know, our friends and family who are unfamiliar with it can get a good taste of really the best of independent wrestling today. Yeah, we took it upon ourselves to work with BCW to handpick a lot of different facets of talent out there. So what we have and what's going to be coming up on Friday, as far as the talent, it's going to appeal to everyone. It's going to hopefully revive some old wrestling fans that are actually coming to her wedding and might even bring in new ones. Yeah, that's the hope. So I think um, in terms of people we're particularly excited about, I mean, I think we're excited about every match. Oh, yeah. But um, Chris Dickinson and Teddy Hart, that really stands out. Then I went out. We have, um, you know, we have Ophidian and Travis Huckabee. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I'm so excited to see how our friends and family respond to Orange Cassidy. Um, because and his brings, style. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he brings in that comedic element. And um, Pinky Sanchez is just such an amazing yeah, performer. And such a wild card. It's great. We don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> the women's evolution um, is going wild. Everybody's interested in women's wrestling right now. And I think BCW has one of the biggest matches out there coming this Friday where it puts Faye Jackson versus Harlow O'Hara. I mean, that's going to be amazing. With the BCW Women's Championship right around the corner, who would you think would be a great women's champion out of these two? Well, oh, that's true. Yeah, that, you put us on the spot. <laughs> yeah, that, that is very hard to say. You know, you know, I know Faye Jackson, though, has been representing the BCW women's division for a long time. It's That's hard to say, though. It is. I mean, we're definitely very we're, excited for Harlow. Yeah, we're very happy for Harlow, and this is her first BCW appearance. Yeah, and we thought it was very appropriate because of um, – her attire and her persona as being kind of, um, I don't know what the word is, uh, not holy. I, yeah, but, but they call the Church of Harlow. <laughs> yes. And so since we're getting married, we thought it would be a, kind of a cool. Almost like a blessing from her. <laughs> yes. The priestess versus the queen of BCW. Right? Exactly. Oh. This should be one heck of a matchup. And uh, the culmination of the monster match. Now, there's been a lot of great monster matches in the history of BCW. And this this Friday, we're going to be crowning the king of the monsters when Billy Brash, Montana Black, and Wildman Congo go at it. 
to king to crown the very best of the monsters. Are you looking forward this, to that this one? This will be a, one one match that you know I I'm I'm sure it'll be very hard hitting. So that's gonna alert a lot of the people in the audience for sure that are not aware of this. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay really far away. I I, I haven't had yeah. a good track record with the monsters when it comes to BCW, so I'll be very oh, far no. away from this one. You know, we might we might have to forewarn some relatives to be careful. Yes, yeah. please, well, please. Some of my friends have already said they're gonna get second row just to be safe. They have to. <laughs> they have to. Finally, this match. It's been a long time coming. Darius Carter finally gets his opportunity. Yeah. To go one on one with the BCW yeah. Championship, how do you guys feel, Darius Carter? Does he have what it takes to walk away on your wedding night with the BCW Championship? Well, I, I think luckily the stipulation now um, might be more in his favor because no one's at ringside, so ah. it should be fair one on one. But you know, when it comes to Azriel and Darius Carter, we don't know. Can we Who, count on can them? Can we count on them playing fair? Yeah. <laughs> we can count on them being You're right. unfair. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sean and Jen, because of this great wedding that's going to be going on, Front Row's already sold out. Um, wow. You were mentioning that there are people, if they want to get close to the action, second row, third row at best. Uh, but you want to get your tickets. Anybody who is anybody will be there. Um, we're looking forward to it, guys. Uh, it's going to be a great night. And Michael J. Putty, go ahead. Just to clarify, I'm a, I'm a single guy on these dating websites. You met this girl who likes wrestling on OK Cupid. <laughs> yeah, OK Cupid was <laughs> that was the site. That was crazy. And I have you need to, to cancel say, your, your yeah. Harmony subscription. Yeah, and oh, yeah. Harmony. And oh yeah, that, don't pay for that. Yeah, no, but I have to say, when I made my profile, I put wrestling in it because I wanted somebody who we could kind of cut through that question. Like, I wanted somebody who would be cool with wrestling, who would want to experience it with me. So. Yeah, it was a dream come true. <laughs> yes, it's, it's I was not, All right, good. Yes, <laughs> I was not a closeted wrestling fan. I was out there. It's all I could ever want. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for sharing your story here on A Shot of Wrestling. If we wanted oh, to follow you, you on a social media, I'm sure we'd be posting a lot of pictures if we're not able to make it to the wedding, where, oh, which sure. everybody should. But where can we follow you at? Sure. Um, well, I have on Instagram. My Instagram name is Glass Magic Lewis. That's a long story, by the way. <laughs> it's a good story, though. Go ahead. Tell us. What is it? And then, well, actually, I did a background check on myself. And for some reason, I was known as another alias as Glass Magic Lewis. That was in association with my real name. Interesting. Right? I want to know who this person is. Glass Magic Lewis? Yeah, it was a verified name that had to do with my background. So I did a background really? check myself <laughs> to make sure, you know, you know, with certain things with credit cards, credit, uh -huh. you know, et cetera. So that name was tied in with my real name. So I was... It was like a little joke that my friends and I were like, hey, you should use, use that for certain certain accounts. So I went ahead with that. So that's my Instagram, Glass Magic Lewis. Glass yes. Magic Lewis. All right. And Jen? On Instagram, I'm Blue Fairy, but it's spelled in kind of a bizarre way because Blue Fairy spelled the regular way was taken a long time ago. So if you find Sean, you can find me. That's true. It's pretty easy. And then on Facebook, we have our Facebook names. She's Jennifer Holsey. And then I am Sean Car Clancy, and you'll see um, my profile is actually a wrestling buddy version of myself. I had a, a, someone did a favor and made a custom wrestling doll of myself. Someone who actually does wrestling dolls for uh, Kenny Omega, the Jackson Brothers, the Ugly Ducklings. Oh, that's cool. Um, so that same person did it for me. Wow. Um, so I am actually a wrestling buddy in my, you know, Facebook profile. And he wears that outfit all the time. I do. It's actually an <laughs> outfit that I wear. It represents me the best way possible. So I'm so glad it was made, you know, a doll version of myself in that sense. And it even has his tattoos. It's true. Wow. wow. Very detailed. Thank you so much for being part of the show. And we will see you on Friday. Thank you both so much. And before we go, before we go, we just want to really thank BCW. We didn't get a chance to do that yet. Oh, yeah. We're very grateful for Mr. Cole, the owner of BCW. Yeah. We've had so many questions along the way. Yeah. And he's been so patient. Yeah. Anthony Cole has made this happen, and this is something we'll never forget. And this will be something that will stay and remain with us forever. Yeah, I can imagine. Wrestling brings us together, guys. I love it. And uh, on that note, we'll see you soon. So, the baby shower. 
Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get another little wrestling fan on the way. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Really appreciate this. Awesome. This is great. You know what else is great? You don't sound drunk at all in that phone call. You sound sober as a stone. <laughs> My, Michael J. Putty. It's it's a gift that I have. So many times, you know, when you're out and you're drinking, but then it's like you see a cop and all of a sudden you sober up. You yeah. Know? So that's, you, that's how it is. As soon as you, you uh, wrestling, like, you know, same thing. Like, why are you snapping? Like you're out and you're watching a great show and you're yelling and so you're, you're screaming you're and you're drinking. It. And then out of nowhere, like an opportunity comes around. And then, then let's say homicide comes up to you and we start talking about wrestling. And then I'm like, okay, I could talk to you. And I'm not going to be drunk, stupid. Hobbs is never going to talk to you about wrestling huh? randomly. Shit happens. So you're faking it. Faking. Being sober like that? I was trying really hard to just put myself together. Your professional voice, your commentating voice. Yes. That's what I do. Every time I, I, I commentate for BCW, I always have a few shots of wrestling in me. <laughs> More than a few. I see you. <laughs> but I pull it together. But uh, that's all I got. Let's get Greenman some coffee, some Tylenol. Get him back to Mrs. Greenman. Hopefully in, not on my couch. Uber. That's what I could. I could Uber. I could. Uber. That's what you can Uber. That's I, what you can Uber. I could Uber. <sighs> Long night ahead of me. Long night, Daddy. You don't have to drive me home like that night uh, at Five Borough Wrestling. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, okay, you're a piece of shit asshole. <laughs> anyway, let's relax. Go downstairs and see more songs. Maybe some watch Crown Jewel. Finally, if I waste my time, maybe fast forward through everything. So thank you to Sean and Jen. Thank you to Phil Martinez. Thank you to ICW. Thank you to FTW. Thank you to BCW, as always. The show is from the fans to the fans. Get involved in the conversation. A shout of wrestling on Instagram and Facebook. Shout of wrestling no A on Twitter. At Michael J. Putty on all platforms and social media. Now on Facebook. Greenman S-O-W on Instagram. Greenman.S-O-W. Okay. So until next week at a cold day in hell. Live from the fucking Bronx for BCW. I've been your host at Michael J. Putty until next week. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.